0: Hey folks, we're back. It's been a little over three weeks since we actually put up the last episode. Um, I just wanted to take a little bit of time. We're going to, well, we'll probably jump in back into Ephesians in the next episode, but today I just wanted to take just a little bit of time to talk to you, kind of give you guys some ideas, just kind of let you know what's been going on. So I did need to take a break for just a little bit to make sure that everything was, um, I was keeping my focus right. So yeah, I'm sure everybody knows that there's times when just life gets busy. Um, And the reality is I've got a full-time job, a full-time family, Um, And I'm also serving at my church, so I needed to make sure that I was um, not getting so busy that I wasn't staying focused on God. And in the midst of all that, it just really took some time to kind of shut down and really press in and focus back in on Him. And it was a struggle for me at first because I had this mentality of, well, I've started this podcast, I've started this YouTube, and I've I've got to keep going, I've got to keep doing it, I've got to keep doing it, but God really just kind of let me know that it's more important to slow down because it's not even, it's not that... I'm having to do anything. He's the one that's going to use this channel. He's the one that's going to use these messages and, and these conversations that we have. But I've got to stay focused on him. I can't just keep thinking that I've got to do, I've got to do, I've got to do. So that's really why I kind of took some time to shut down and make sure that I'm keeping my focus right. Um, folks, the world's going to get um, more and more crazy as time goes on. and we can. Just, I just look back over the past few weeks and see the different things that have gotten with the different challenges that there have been, the different things that have happened, the really the times that God's really caused me to step back and say, okay, I've got to make sure my focus is right. And that's really what I want to talk about today. I've said the word focus three, four, five, maybe eight or nine times so far in just a couple of minutes. But that's really, um, um, really the question is, what's your focus set on? What are your eyes set on? Because there's lots of things we can look at. There's lots of things we can get our eyes on. We can get our eyes on um, jobs. We can get our eyes on family. It can be ministry. It can be problems. It can be my life, what I need, what I want. There's so many different things that we can fix our eyes on, but there's really only one thing that's actually going to make a difference. So we to look at that in Matthew chapter six, verses 25 through 34. I want to share this with you. Uh, and this is Jesus speaking. Therefore, I say to you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body, what you will put on it. Is life is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air, for they neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns. yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? Which of you by worrying, can add one cubit to his stature? So why do you worry about clothing? Consider the lilies of the fields how they grow, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin, and yet I say to you that even Solomon. And all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Now, if God so clothes the grass of the field, which is today and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will He not much more clothe you, O you of little faith? Therefore, do not worry, saying, "What shall we eat? What shall we drink? Or what shall we wear?" For after all these things the Gentiles seek. For your heavenly Father knows that you need all th- need all these things. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. Therefore do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about its own things. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. So there's really a contrast here about what the world seeks after and what those who are following Christ should have our eyes fixed on. If you look around in the world, um, I'm going to say the world, but the reality is you look around um, Majority of society within the church, without outside, even outside the church, in the church, and the focus is so much the same so many times. And I'm not bashing on churches, but it's just the reality that so many people that attend church that that say they believe they're they're still focused on every, on so many things but Jesus. They're so so focused on well, I've got to do this at job at my job. I've got to do this for my retirement. I've got to do this for my promotion. I've got to. I need this house. This car. I need. I need to make sure I've got this. I need to make sure I've got that. And they're focused on so many different things, some of which are actual legitimate needs in our lives, and others are just, um, we'll, we'll say their needs, but really what they are is their desires. are the things that we want. But we don't have our eyes really, we don't have our hearts set on what God wants for us. Um, I mean, it says after, in verse 32, it says, for after all these things the Gentile seeks, for your heavenly father knows that you need all these things. The reality is, folks, God knows what we need. He knows exactly what we need. Better than we do. We think we need certain things. We think we need to have this or we need this job or we need this house or we need to be in this neighborhood or my kids have to go to this school or I need or I need this so I can do this better. But the reality is God knows exactly what we need. And I would venture to guess more often than not, majority of the things that we think we need are actually things that are just going to distract us more and more from actually seeking what it is that God has for us. But in verse 33 it says, "But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you." Now notice it doesn't say seek only. It just simply says seek first because the reality is we need to we need to provide for our families. We need to work. The scripture is clear, "If a man does not work, he shall not eat." So we have to work. We need to we need to have a job. We need to do certain things there's certain things that need to happen we need to take care of our families we need to go to work we need to buy groceries we need to most of the time we do need to have a house or at least some place to live these things are good Um, it's good to serve in a church to meet with a to meet with a body to to come together in fellowship and encourage each other and learn all these things are good things but it says but seek first the kingdom of god and his righteousness and all these things shall be added to you. So we need to make sure that our first and our primary focus is on him. But it's not just him. It's his, it's a seek his kingdom. Now kingdom is, um, it's not a place. It's, it's the authority. It's, we need to seek first his rule, his authority. If I'm seeking first the kingdom of God, that means the first and primary thing that I want in my life is his authority, his leadership, his guidance, his direction, And whatever God says is actually going to supersede everything else in my life. If it's his kingdom that I'm seeking, then it will supersede everything else in my life. If God says to do this, then that's what I'm going to do, even if it conflicts with what I want or a handful of other things, because it's his kingdom that I'm seeking first. So it's his authority. And then it says, seek first his kingdom, the kingdom of God and his righteousness. So it's that right standing with God. It's that and when it says seek, it's not that we have to go and try and get it because the reality is, folks, we can't get righteousness. Any righteousness that we produce doesn't, isn't going to amount to much of anything. Um, scripture says that our righteousness is as, is as filthy rags. Um, actually, a little more detail to that, when, when you dig into what that actually meant, what the, the word filthy rags means, um, in, in scriptural context, it actually talks about a menstrual cloth. So it says our righteousness is as a menstrual cloth that women would use um, during their monthly cycles. So and that would that was something that was detestable, that was unclean, and that's um, what what scripture says our righteousness is like. The things that we do to be righteous, the righteousness that we think we have, that we think we have the ability to do the right things to be in right standing. It's as filthy rags, but the reality is the righteousness that comes from Christ, was paid at a price, was bought with his blood, so that I stand in right standing before God. So I seek his authority and I seek his right standing. And it's not that I'm attaining that, but it's I need to learn to understand and walk in the righteousness that Christ produced for me. It's not that I'm trying to do all these things to earn anything from him, but I realize, one, that it is his authority I submit to, but two, the only way I can do it is because of what he did realizing and seeking his righteousness is a matter of walking in the reality and the understanding and realization of what he has done for us what he did in our lives and it's not just oh you saved me but it's you transformed me god you are the one who paid the price that my life could be redeemed that my life could be transformed you called me a son and folks by the because of the price that Jesus paid it gives us the ability to actually walk out the life that he called us to but so often we think well this is just life this is just life we're seeking our own righteousness we're seeking everything in the world we're looking at so many other things but not actually letting ourselves walk in faith believing that he called us to a life that is higher than we than we're living now that it's that's deeper that's so drastically different we settle for the things that the world says is normal, not realizing that his righteousness takes us to a much higher level. He's paid for a much higher price, and it's his strength, his power, his might, and it says his kingdom. So we seek first his kingdom. So it's the authority and the rule of God in our lives that we seek to submit to, walking in righteousness because he says we're righteous. And then it goes on to say, and all these things shall be added to you. So all the things that we need, everything that we have around us, everything that we need to do, what God's calling us to do, what he's leading us into, will be provided. We don't have to figure all that out. We have to seek him first. And this is where we get so easily distracted at times. And and folks, I'm guilty that that's why I haven't been around for the past three weeks is because I really needed to actually get my eyes set back where they needed to be I'd gotten a little distracted and a little off course and the reality is folks sometimes that happens but for me I couldn't keep pressing on so hard making sure I've got to do this I've got to do this I've got to do this and continue to walk down that road when God said hey I need you to stop and get your eyes back on me that's what I had to do Um, do I like the fact that I got to that place absolutely not do I like the fact that I took three weeks off um, from the podcast and the um, and the videos no I don't but the reality is if I had not I would have been continuing on in my strength. And folks, you don't need anything that I've got because I don't have anything apart from Christ. So what I would really encourage you is just take some time today and make sure that your focus is set right as we walk into these next seasons of life, the next weeks, months, um, hopefully years ahead with him. There's things that God wants us to do individually and as a body that we need to be in in step with him we need to have our priorities set right we need to have our eyes focused right and the reality is if we take the time to stop and say God I'm seeking you first God I want your kingdom I want your authority first and foremost in my life whatever you say God that's what goes um, and then I want I want to walk out the righteousness that you paid for me um, it'll transform your life because he'll do it that's the reality is we can't do anything I can't do anything good enough I have no abilities to walk out a righteous or holy life apart from God, without walking in step with Him, without having my eyes fixed on Him, and I can't even pursue Him without Him helping me, without His grace enabling me. So I can't even I can't even follow God without God giving me the ability to do that. But I still need to make the choice to turn my eyes to Him and to seek Him and to pursue Him and to just walk in obedience to Him as He leads. Um, He gives me the power, but I still have to make the choice. And sometimes it's making the choice to just kind of like get my eyes off of all this other stuff that I think I'm supposed to be doing that I think I need and get my eyes back on him. So folks, that's what I would encourage you to do today is just take some time, whether it's an hour, whether it's five minutes, whether it's two, three, four days, just take that time and say, God, what do I need to realign? Am I I truly seeking first your kingdom, your authority in my life? Am I truly seeking to walk in the righteousness that you have paid for? Or is the reality that we're seeking to walk in what we want? Am I pursuing the things that I desire over the things of what God desires? Because if you're pursuing your desires, you may um, appear to succeed by the world standards for a while. But I promise you, folks, that you will not bear fruit that will last. You will not produce anything that is actually worth anything for eternity. And I promise you, if, I, if I'm going to make something, if I'm going to contribute into something, I want my life to actually sow into something that is going to have eternal value because the world and everything in it will will fade away. The world is unstable. It is uncertain. Um, we don't know what the face of our country is going to look like in two weeks, let alone two years. We don't know what our society is going to look like over the next couple of years. I don't want to sow into something that's not of God. I want to sow into something that's going to last, that's going to um, have an impact on people's lives. Not just for a moment, but for eternity. And with God seeking him first, we have that opportunity. Heavenly Father, I just so thank you, God, that you, by your righteousness, by your grace, by your goodness, have called us. You chose us, you love us, and you've given us a purpose. You've given us a reason for being. But I just ask that each and every one of us would fix our eyes on you, that we would yield to your rule That we would seek first your kingdom, to seek your authority, your plans for our life first and foremost above all. And God, that we would just learn to walk in the righteousness that you have called us to as we yield to your voice. God, teach us to hear you clearly. Teach us to see you clearly. God, you've given us eyes. Teach us to use them. You've given us ears. Teach us to hear them. Teach us to walk in your way. Lord, for each and every person that's listening that believes in you, I just ask that you would fill them afresh and anew with your spirit, God, that they would be just so totally consumed with you that nothing else can shine a light to what you're doing. And God, teach us to walk out in faith what it is you have done. Lord, I thank you. I thank you that you love us, and I give you all the praise, all the glory, and all the honor in Jesus' name. Amen.